Hello and welcome to another edition of the Panthers Tracks podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Williams, joined as always by my mother's three favorite people, me, myself, and I. We're coming to you on a Sunday afternoon. I'm back in Charlotte after, you know, eight, nine, ten days on the road. It's nice being back in the apartment. Eventually later this week, we'll get back in the podcast studio and I will be sounding like I'm in a secluded room with professional microphones and good lighting. Um, on this Sunday, I'm just kicking it at the apartment, so I appreciate y'all bearing with me. We've got a lot to get to. Of course, I'm going to react to the news of Matt Corral's Liz Frank injury and the fact that he is likely going to be out for the remainder of the 2022 season. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the quarterbacks outside of Matt Corral, as we do every episode. I mean, come on. Um, then I want to get to some takeaways from uh, the Panthers week two preseason game. So let's start with Matt Corral. And of course, the unfortunate news that we all learned about Saturday night. And for some of y'all, maybe into Sunday morning. I mean, I was as surprised as anyone to be at the Panthers practice facility on a, on a Saturday night at 5 p.m. Uh, coming back from Boston in a week in New England to then find out that the Stepping on and twisting of Matt Krause, what actually was a Liz Frank injury. Of course, Matt Rule, coach of the Carolina Panthers, told local media that uh, around 5 p.m. Saturday. And there are going to be some lasting ripple effects. I, I just want to state the obvious. Uh, there has not been a decision made, but this will likely move Matt Corral to IR. That's a guarantee. What still needs to be decided, and Matt and his team you know, family, best medical doctors in the world, according to Matt Rule, his agents, they're taking the time to decide whether he's going to have surgery or not. And it depends on, from what I've gathered, talking to people around the league and experts, it depends on how stable Matt's foot is right now. The Liz Frank ligament is the arch in your foot, uh, ligament attaching to the bone. And if there is just zero stability right there, the arch has failed, he'll likely have an open procedure where plates and screws will be inserted and used to repair that ligament, thus providing stability and starting his long 11-month rehab program. That is the diagnosis Matt Corral is looking at right now. It torpedoes his rookie season. The plan was to essentially redshirt Matt Corral this year, but we know anything can happen in this league, as is apparent by this injury, but I'm saying on the field for what could have been possible for Matt Corral. And I'm going to contradict the point I want to make at the end of this with what I'm about to say right now, but laying the year out, it's important, Panthers fans, to understand that these football seasons are long long stretches of time essentially the season should be broken down into four four game mini seasons that's how teams look at the schedule and a lot can change from that opening quarter of the season those first four games to just your third set of four games the third quarter if you will the start of the final stretch a lot can change you know some say the season doesn't even really start until after thanksgiving i mean look at the run teams like the Ravens were on or or the Patriots when they tend to get hot in November you know the, this league changes so much 
over just a couple of months. And the reason I, I preface that is to remind everybody that maybe Matt Crow would have seen the field this year. I understand how, you know, incompetent is harsh, how green he looked in his two preseason games, of course, only completing one pass against Washington. And then, you know, he, he had a better completion percentage against New England, but he didn't move the ball at all. I mean, I mean less than 60 passing yards. The, the Panthers' offense didn't score a touchdown between P.J. Walker getting the first and third quarters and Matt Crowell getting the second and fourth. And then, of course, P.J. Walker having to finish the game when Matt Crowell was injured with three minutes and 46 seconds to play. But he perhaps develops and perhaps grows quickly under Baker Mayfield as those two were clearly striking up a friendship and Matt Corral was just in his back pocket nonstop where you saw it at practice. You saw it on the sidelines of the Patriots game. Matt Corral said it himself, that he is just soaking up anything Baker can share with them. And Baker Mayfield shared that he has a soft spot for Matt because he knows what it's like to come from an offense in college that didn't huddle and then have to play in a complicated, complex NFL verbiage offense. Maybe Baker Mayfield got, got hurt at some point this year and Sam Darnold struggled in a, in a start or two. Maybe they throw Matt Corral out there. Maybe in weeks 15, 16, 17, 18, a lot like Brady Christensen last year, who they just threw at left tackle to see what they had. Maybe those games later in the year weren't going to matter for Carolina, which I know no one wants to hear, but perhaps that would have been the case. And then you're playing Matt Corral to figure out what you have. We have no idea what this team's going to look like in December and early January, what the record's going to be, who will be in that building, who may not be in that building. What we do know is Matt Crow would have warranted a shot at that point, and now he won't get that chance. That's the biggest detriment to both him and the Panthers' long-term plans at quarterback is they're going to go into 2023 still completely unsure of what Matt Corral is. Now, as we're digging and projecting forward into 2023, I, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious that the Panthers will be in the market for a quarterback next year, regardless. They should be. I mean, Baker Mayfield could take this team to the playoffs. And if they have a shot at an unhappy quarterback or somehow a quarterback falls in the first round, they're going to keep their options open. If this team wins five games again next year, they'll certainly be in the hunt for a quarterback in the, in the top five again. But what I want Panthers fans to take away from this is try to live in the moment. It is Scott Fitterer's job to worry about 2023 and 2024 and 2025 while simultaneously worrying about right here, right now. It is y'all's responsibility and privilege to enjoy this season in any way you can. And I say that not as a, not to patronize, but to try to peel back the curtain that, of these NFL buildings. And the reality is you guys, a lot of these clubs are living week to week, day to day anyway. They don't know what they're gonna do at quarterback because they don't know what they have. So they're not worried about Matt Corral. They're, they're concerned about Baker Mayfield, and they'll figure it all out later. So don't stress yourself out projecting into 2023 when the team isn't even worried about it right now because they got games to win. Because if they don't win those football games, then they're not going to be here anyway. So y'all should live in the moment too. 
y'all should be president. This Matt Corral injury really is not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. I know I just spent the open of this pod talking about the negatives of it, but the reality is Matt Corral was picked in the third round. The chances are he wasn't going to get much run this year anyway, if any. If the year goes the way y'all want for people who want the Panthers to win, then Matt Corral definitely was, gonna, was not going to see the field. Baker Mayfield has only missed two games in his entire career. The guy's an Iron Man, hurt or not. He, he's going to play. He showed that last year, probably to his detriment, but he was out there. That's the point. So does it hurt Matt Corral's development because he can't practice? Yes, I understand all that, even though third stringers aren't getting any practice reps anyway once you get into the regular season. Maybe he's over there playing on the practice squad and running play cards and acting like Lamar Jackson because they play each other in, you know, week nine or whatever that is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Matt Corral wasn't going to get much of an opportunity to develop this year anyway. And the reality is he was picked in the third round. You're, you're really going to start freaking yourself out if you project this out too far. That's what I'm, the exercise I'm trying to represent here. Like, if Matt Rule's fired, then no one is tied to Matt Corral anyway. I mean, Ben McAdoo really likes the guy, the offensive coordinator. If Matt Rule's fired, he's gone too. So this, this is going to play out as the NFL does by chance. I mean, Davis Mills is only getting a chance in Houston because of an injury and the team doesn't really want to win anyway. So they're like, all right, yeah, let's give the young man a shot. Jalen Hurts the same way. He was picked and they don't really know. They're just going to throw him out there and see what happens. And I get that you want to see what Matt Corral is, but clearly that was not this team's plan. They brought in Baker Mayfield where the Texans could have brought in Baker Mayfield, but they didn't want to. The Panthers had a different plan this year a plan that did not include Matt Corral. So don't let Matt Corral's injury dampen your outlook for this season or even next because it's just so unknown. This is a long, long season. Enjoy it while this team is relevant and interesting, and perhaps they stay that year all season long. For our sakes, I hope they do as well because the team is more interesting to cover when they're relevant and that doesn't mean they need to go 16 and 0 17 and 0 well of course that would mean they're relevant but just you know stay in the playoff hunt be two games below 500 win three in a row be a game up drop a game you should have won upset a team like this team this team the range of possibilities for this team is vast and none of those outcomes really included macro it's a tough break for a young man who's got a beautiful release and a lot of potential we won't see or hear from him for a, a long time and that's the that's the harsh reality of this league what Matt Corral has going for him is he's young as I said quarterbacks are playing until they're 45 he's going to have a chance to be in this league for a really long time if he wants to will that be with Carolina who knows but he wasn't going to start more than one two or three games this year if any I bet the Vegas over under on his starts is 0.5 before the injury now that he's hurt if you still find a book that's up pound the under I'm hilarious y'all all right Enough on Matt Corral. Let's touch on the other quarterbacks real quickly. Uh, the expectation is P.J. Walker now is safe, but maybe not. Matt Rule said on Saturday that Matt Corral's injury gives them an opportunity to reevaluate what they're going to do at the quarterback position in terms of roster cuts. Now they might only keep two when it was really a foregone conclusion they're going to keep three. 
either way, if you change that number, it makes PJ Walker the odd man out, which is why he got the he's been getting so many opportunities in the preseason. They're you know they're trying to give him a chance to make another team or you know maybe a team trades for him. I, I, any perceived trade value PJ Walker had is now on life support after his three turnover outing against New England, and of course the Panthers second and third team mostly third team offensive line did him no favors tough to get anything going when you're under duress the whole time that the, the Patriots hit or sacked or hurried the Panthers QBs a combined 21 times I mean y'all watch the game it's a mess right and that tells me that this team is going to have Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold be their quarterbacks I'd be surprised that they keep three at this point uh, they're, they're perhaps they're scared to lose PJ Walker on waivers on a practice squad, but you're going to have to make a tough decision on that 53rd spot to keep a quarterback that doesn't really move the needle any more than Sam Darnold does as a backup, quite frankly. So we'll see. We're going to keep asking Matt about it. We're going to keep waiting for him to name that starting quarterback, even though every conversation I've had, it, you know, when the moment they acquired him was that this was, this was the plan to let Baker grow into the job. And it looks like he's done that. Let's touch quickly on Iki Kwanu. He had a little bit of a rocky performance in New England. You saw some mauling run plays, which is what you expect. That's why they drafted him. He's a tone setter, a difference maker in the run game, a, a pancake machine. Uh, but you also saw some tough pass sets. And he's going up against, you know, some freaks. Dietrich Wise, Matthew Judon. Icky, be patient with the young man. You know, talking to evaluators before the Panthers even drafted him and after, and the people in that building all are aware that he needs to be refined as a pass blocker. This is going to take some time. As a runner, run blocker, he's, he's a freak. And it's, it's why it's multiple evaluators told me during the draft process that he would be an incredible guard. He'd be a, a, an option to start a guard, a great option to start a guard before transitioning to tackle as he, he learns the game. That's not going to be the case here in Carolina. I understand it. It makes sense. If he's the future, let him learn. He'll have a really tough week one task taking on the Browns and Miles Garrett on one end and Jadavion Clowney on the other, depending on how the Browns want to deploy him or their duo of pass rushers, I should say. So, you know, expect growing pains from Icky. But the fact he's out there is, is the point. He's, these young guys got to develop. Speaking of another young guy, uh, rookie linebacker Brandon Smith is really starting to show that he belongs. Perhaps he, he could get some important reps on this first-team defense eventually this year. Matt Rule raves about his length, his athleticism, the way he uses his hands to combat blocks. You know, he's long, so they want to see how he is and how he holds up in coverage more. Does he have that twitch to, to you know, get gain depth, to attack downhill, to drive on the football, to not get lost in space? Those are all things that are, are going to take time to materialize and, and find out about the young man. But just from a special team standpoint and then those, you know, those defensive reps he's getting, he's disruptive. He, he, he flies to the football. He, he seems to be following his keys well. I, you know, I need to speak to some position coaches once I get on the tape, but from what I'm gathering, he, he is astute, understands assignment right now, and is probably going to just keep getting more opportunities. 
The linebacker room got some more help as well with Shaq Thompson being activated from the PUP list. Of course, he's missed all the training camp and is not expected to play in Friday's preseason game. But he's a guy that is now on track to play and start week one when the Browns come to Carolina. That's according to plan. He's on a good timetable, no setbacks. This is great news for the Panthers defense and Shaq Thompson, the linebacker room, Brandon Smith, Corey Littleton, Damian Wilson. All these guys who have been getting a ton of run with Thompson out now get their leader and captain Shaq back. Excited to see what Shaq can do for this defense this year in what has been in stretch where he was on the sideline for all the training camp at against like a coach. I, I can't imagine how much he misses the game and he's back. We'll see if he practices this week, but again, don't anticipate him playing Friday in the preseason game. Transitioning to a guy who is, needs a really big week of practice, unlike Shaq Thompson, who can move at his own pace, wide receiver Terrence Marshall, the second year LSU product, has not practiced for two or three weeks now. He's dealing with a lower leg injury. And I shouldn't say hasn't practiced. He has been limited. Like he has not had a full day of practice. He was out there on the first day of joint practices in New England uh, that Tuesday. He ran a deep post during a team session and kind of slowed up uh, at the top of his route when he was trying to open it up. And Matt Rule saw him reach for his leg and just shut him down. They wanted Terrence to play Friday night in New England. He couldn't go. After the game, Matt Rule had a pretty pointed message saying they need Terrence to practice. Huge week of practice for the young man. They really would love to see him out there Friday. The team would. Because, the, I mean, on top of them needing to figure out what they have in Terrence Marshall. He just makes the receiving core better. You know, they're, they're getting a little thin out there. Uh, DJ and, and Robbie Anderson appear healthy, uh, but they need to figure out who that number three is. You know, Shai Smith has looked sharp in camp. He has taken over that slot role in 11 personnel after CJ Saunders injury. And it doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon, but Terrence is the potential X factor of this offense a guy who will get single coverage and has the ability to take advantage of it, but he's got to get out there. So big week ahead for Terrace. The Panthers have until 4 PM on Tuesday to get down to 80 players next week at this time, they'll need to get down to 53 players. It's already that time of year. The regular season is, you know, really only three and a half weeks away. I'm concerned about a couple offensive linemen, not making this team, notably Dante Brown and Dennis Daly, who just have not looked sharp in the preseason. Dante Brown is not playing all that much. It doesn't look good for his future. On the other hand, Cade, Cade Mays, rookie out of Tennessee, is playing all over the place. He was at center and guard, and they think he can even play some tackle if need be. He's a, he's a really impressive young prospect who clearly has supplanted Dante Brown as a, as a future guard prospect for them, long-term solution on this team. And that's what happens. You know, you, you get a year or two to figure it out. And when you don't, you're gone. And it looks like Dante Brown's time with the Carolina Panthers is likely coming to an end. I just want to do some quick shout outs in the Panthers game. Some of these guys I already mentioned in the Panthers game, geez, in the Panthers second preseason game against the Patriots, just some performers that I thought were impressive. I already talked about Shai Smith. He continues to look the part both as a slot receiver and a returner. Uh, Tay Hayes just keeps showing up, man. Um, his pick six was lit. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, like, I think it was just a bad throw by Bailey Zappi, but 
you know, you're in the right place at the right time. Uh, Tay sat on the route and Bailey was just like extremely slow to get there. He almost threw it as an outlet option, not seeing Tay clearly. And the young man housed that. And he just keeps making plays. He remains around the football. He was signed in the early parts of training camp as a, as a depth option as JC Horn and Keith Taylor. And at one point, CJ Henderson all weren't practicing. So they brought Tay into for some depth and now he's making plays and is scratching and clawing to make this roster. We'll see if that pans out. And then Stanley Thomas Oliver, he has been really impressive all camp. He is uh, a guy who Matt rule already said is going to make this roster, you know, so if you're projecting the 53, I guess the only lock right now is Stanley because Matt raved about the young man the other day. Uh, he's playing everywhere specials out there for most of the reps at corner, making plays P PBUs, We'll see where he fits in on game day with this team. Is he the fourth corner as he surpassed Keith Taylor? Uh, sounds like he may have. That's a guy I want to keep watching uh, Friday, and, and especially this week during practice. Like, I'm going to have an eye on Thomas Oliver and try to figure out where they're deploying him and what's going on with that uh, number four cornerback spot. That's an important, that's going to be an important spot for this team. The, based on deployment, Based on injury, these cornerbacks go down. You're going to need your fourth guy to become your third guy pretty quickly, probably. And what's it mean for Miles Hartfield, Keith Taylor, other corners on this roster that Stanley Thomas Oliver is really making plays and impressing Matt Rule, Phil Snow, Steve Wilkes, and the entire defense. All right, y'all. That is all I have for you on this Sunday. I'm going to try and get some rest. we got a long week of practice ahead of us. You know, we don't stop out here. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in. This is another edition of the Panthers Tracks podcast produced by the talented and the one and only Michaela Holder for the Charlotte Observer and the Panthers Tracks podcast. I am Ellis Williams signing off. Until next time, take care, y'all.